Hi, welcome to Revive Mercy Podcast. This month is Spring Forward in Wellness, and today I have a new guest. But before I bring him on, I just want to tell you, when you think about Spring Forward, it seems like a big step. A lot of those big steps start with a lot of little small ones. And today I have a new guest named Brendan. I, I'm so honored to have him on, and I just want to welcome him. I never minimize any guests, you know, but uh, thank you, Brendan, for agreeing to be a guest today. Of course, Robert. It's my pleasure. Before I begin, I want to share though, for those who are in the United States and that if you are in crisis, you know, there is the 1-800-273-8255 number that you can call. It's National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. But I encourage wherever you are around the world, find what resources you have available. As people who listen and have watched me quite a bit, I'm heading to my 100th episode. And then actually this month, I'll be at my 100th episode. But I want, I always start with quotes. I love quotes because I know someone said it better than myself. So when I start with a quote, I want to ask you to kind of think of how the quote reads to you personally and what lessons do you think we can learn from it? I'll, you know, it's, it's a two-parter because it's a long one, but then I'll I'll bring it over to you, Brendan, and I'll stop um, um, queuing. So this is a, this, the quote. It says, the most basic and powerful way to connect to another person is to listen. Just listen. Perhaps the most important thing we ever give each other is our attention. A loving silence often has far more power to heal and to connect than the most well-intentioned words. Rachel Naomi Remen. Any thoughts? Anything you want to add? <laughs> Anything? Any comments of, of this quote, Brendan? No, it's exactly like you said, Robert. That's why we use quotes so that we don't have to talk as much and just listen. I have to steal that one. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I feel that um, with um, connections, and you know, this month is about springing forward, and I like it because it gives a broader look of the holistic approach of recovery and in healing. And communications is on the topic today, and how we communicate. Um, sometimes we think we communicate, but really we're just talking at people. We're telling them. We're not really engaging. Why do you think in, in the quote, it talks about listening? Why do you think it's so vital in communication? Why should we listen? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I think uh, to use another quote, I think Epictetus explains it best. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yes. So we can listen twice as much as we speak. And the reason is very simple, Robert. If your goal is to be a leader, to be a change maker, be someone who makes a difference in the world, you need to be willing to listen to everyone else's perspective first so you can make a better decision. Because if you start talking first, as Richard Branson says, he's another quote, <laughs> he says, whenever you talk, you're not sharing new information. You already yeah. know that information. Yeah. So for you to learn something new, you need to listen to other people's perspective or else you're just regurgitating what you already know. So it's, it's along those lines of thought that listening becomes important. Back to Rachel's quote, it's mm. this idea of attention. If you're being attentive to other people it makes it easier for you to build relationships and by building relationships it also helps you achieve your goals so yeah listening is definitely important it was a hard one for me to learn yes and i feel for me it's a hard one for a lot of us to learn um it's it's like for me when i communicate sometimes you have this urgency to say what you want to say but what i've learned i've grown so much is just to listen listen to other even if you don't agree it's an opportunity to grow because you see different perspectives of people because they're they're subjected to their own experiences, their own 
culture, where their background is. I'm half South Korean, half Puerto Rican. So it's kind of like complicated. So it's like, cool. Yeah. So it's like you have these different cultural ideals. You got, you also have these ways of communicating, you know, the, and, and also I feel I learned more from listening to people who don't think like me. It's important to be around people, not just a bunch of drones per se, just thinking and saying the same regurgitated thing. Um, there's, I look, uh, there's one uh, thought I remember I said, don't look at the words they say, the reasons they say them. You know, it's a quote, but I feel that's very important how I try to communicate because some of the conversations I have are very sensitive. You know, some of the people who come on this, this podcast are sharing things and it only works if it's a safe place. And I'm going to ask you a question, you know, um, along those lines broadly. Why is communication so vital in overall wellness? Why? Why? Um, and I have, I'll, I'll share after you share your perspective. No, I think it's a beautiful question, Robert, and one that deserves a lot more attention than that we give it. And the reason why communication is so important is because every interaction in our lives is communication from our families from our friends, from the strangers we meet at a park, to every single human being. And if we could improve those interactions, we know how to communicate more effectively, clearly, concisely. It improves the quality of our life because it improves those relationships. It makes them healthier. Mm-hmm. There's so many clients of mine right, that, you know, they come here to learn presentations, as you know. Mm-hmm. But the reality is they're using the skill on their family because mm-hmm. they always argue all the time with people for no reason. Yeah. And yeah. most arguments come from misunderstanding and nothing more. So if you learn how to communicate better, it'll make your business better, your projects better, but more mm. importantly, the life and the wellness behind that. And uh, it's building on those relationships. I know doing a, I'm a NAMI facilitator. So I do peer-to-peer NAMI's facilitating. I've been doing that for several years. And one of the things I always hear is, um, is that they don't feel like they're heard. I'm one of the peers. I understand that feeling. I stress in whenever I do holistic uh, groups that communication has to be on there. It has to be one, one of the top ones because when it comes to mental health issues or anything like that, it's internal. No one sees it. I don't. Have, it's like you have a broken arm. People can notice I have a broken arm. They can't see if I'm depressed, if I'm struggling in any trauma. Only way they can know that is by you communicating it. And I've tried to use these coping skills to understand that communication is very vital in your overall wellness because I've seen it. I've seen it. it I've seen it work miracles. I've seen it work amazing things in my own life. When I started to pull back and started not saying or suggesting in my mind what I thought they already thought of me, instead of just listening and communicating and finding these misunderstandings, like you said, are very apparent. My parents, I learned this. I love them. I could never pay them back for what they'd done. They did the best they could. Sometimes we didn't see eye to eye. But the thing was, you know, I feel I've learned a lot from that experience of communicating with them. Because when you're a parent and your son's sick, what do you think? You're, you're like, there's a bunch of fear. They read up. They try to figure out what to do. But all their decisions is based on fear. So sometimes it's that communication that does help when you are able to share that with them. Um, there's this one quote I want to share. It says from George Bernard Shaw. I love, he's kind of rough around the edges. He says, the single biggest problem in communication 
is an illusion that is taking place. Sad, but scarily true. Any comment on that? No, I completely agree with George's point. Most people think they know how to communicate well, but the truth is, is that they don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what do you mean, Brendan? I was clear. What do you mean? I, I thought my point was across. But here's the thing, everyone. If the other person goes, I don't really understand what you mean. It's not their fault. It's yours. Yeah. Same thing in the way I communicate. If people don't understand the lessons, the takeaways that I give, that's mm. not the audience's fault. That's mm. mine. Because yeah. I'm not taking the effort or putting enough effort into communicating my ideas concisely and clearly enough. So we need to start taking responsibility mm -hmm. for the communication that we have with other people. And if they don't understand this, we need to reevaluate ourselves, not the other way around. And I like that because, you know, it's a journey when it comes to this communication. It's something that you build on. Um, I think this urgency in our society is prevalent. I'm not saying it's all bad. I try to be professional, but at the same time, you know, having those moments to pause and reflect. No owning up, having accountability for when you're not able to communicate. Not let your, um, what is it called, um, your own biases dictate whether that person understood and the reason why they didn't understand. Understanding that there's intentionality, like you're saying, in communication. It's not just going to be handed. It's not going to fall in your lap. Communication takes work because relationships take work. Everything you do, how you communicate, how people see you is you being intentional. And and I, I like how Rachel and Liam, oh, I like her quote we said before, but I also like this idea. You could be in a room, Brendan, and there'll be a lot of people. If you could speak to someone one-on-one -on -one and feel like they're the only one in the room, that's, that's communicating. You have to have that presence that, you know, but a lot of it's, it's, it's very intentional and something that's slowly learned and I'm still learning it to the day, but it's a journey. I feel like people get discouraged way too easily, but uh, any comment on that? I, I completely agree. You know, and the challenge to build on that, Robert, behind communication is the fact that it's very difficult to measure success. Mm -hmm. Let's say you play a piano the first time. It's easy for you to tell if you're getting better. If you know how to play one song, mm -hmm. that's it. Like yeah. you just go to a fancy gala, fancy event, you play that one song. People go, wow, Robert, you're so great at piano. Can you play another one? Then you go, no, I only have time for one tonight. And then you walk away. Yeah. Go, wow, he's so mysterious. But that doesn't apply in public speaking. No. Right? It's not as easy. So the way that we need to think about this is, yeah, it's definitely challenging because communication is vague. Like, what, does communi what does a great communicator even do? Mm -hmm. Do they make pancakes in the morning? Like, we don't really know. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so the key is to make this tangible for people. You want to focus on one communication vertical at a time. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. That means we've got a bunch of stuff going on in communication. We've got presentations. We've got conversations, podcast hosting, podcast guesting. Mm -hmm. And all of these mediums, you show up in a different way for them. Mm -hmm. So my advice is pretty simple. Focus on one at a time. That means starting with presentations. That's the mm -hmm. one most people struggle with where most of the area of improvement lies. And then as you master one vertical, you slowly lock, knock out all the other dominoes. I really like that. I, I, I never heard it that way, but I, I like that you have to um, you have to go in steps. You, know, you can't just, you know, one thing I, 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 I have a problem with a lot of um, when there's a new task, you know, I remember I used to run track as a, as a kid. 
um, in high school, I ran track. I remember there was one person who was so much better than me. I remember um, it was uniquely challenging. But what I remember my coach saying is concentrate on my form, on how I ran. You know how I, like, and it was just these basic things. But you got to start from somewhere. And I like that. And I think for me, knowing the fundamentals, understanding why you do what you do. And what is your goals and having those all present and reflecting awareness and reflection, I feel is important because that helps your mindset of why you're doing what you're doing. Some people get urgently thrown into something and you ask them, what, what's your goal in this? And they really don't know. It's all like regurgitated talking points and them just like it, it provides a, um, a del- uh, illusion because if things get hard, like 2020 was Brendan. <laughs> It gets really brittle. Like people, you could say it's very easy to say not what uh, convince yourself not to do a lot of things because you can make yourself as busy or not busy as you like to. It's all in our mindset, but I find that it is really blends well with my people I, I work with in my in recovery. But I I really I want a lot of my guests come on and they do a lot of great work and I know that you do too, Brendan. And I wanted you to kind of share a bit. You know, you shared a bit about communication that we've been talking about. But share a little bit more to those who are listening and some of the things that you're doing and what you're planning to do, anything like that, and any advice onward. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, I have a YouTube channel called Master Talk, in one word, where I share a lot of these communication insights for free. Like, 99% of it I just give away. So if you're someone who wants to master communication, I definitely encourage you. To, to check that out and one exercise I can leave everyone with is a question because most of us associate public speaking with fear right with doing the dishes like a <laughs> chore or mowing the lawn so what's my advice my advice is to reflect on this question the question is how would the world change if you were an exceptional communicator how would the world change if you were an exceptional communicator. I believe that anyone can be a master communicator. Mm-hmm. And if you figure out how the world would be different if you took the courage in the same way you had a hundred episodes ago to start this <laughs> show, imagine how the world would change. Imagine the letters you get. You probably get messages every day. Mm-hmm. People going, wow, Robert, I love the work that you're doing, but I'm sure you didn't have that confidence in episode one that you do no. today. No. And that's the key, everyone. When you decide to take that first step and you understand who you're trying to help, it's going to be a lot easier for you to stick to it. There was this one, um, you know, I always do quotes. This one, courage is always seen as loud. But this one person says, courage is sometimes not a roar. Sometimes it's the, it's that quiet voice at the end of the day saying, at the end of the day saying, I'll try again tomorrow. That's it. You know, we're not going to like, if I was going to say my whole thing was destination based, I would be done. I would be dead 10 years ago, you know, but like it isn't. It's a journey. It's just like you're just road tripping. Sometimes you eat well, sometimes you don't, but you learn on that, you know, and I like that mentality. I want to ask you one. Uh, another thing is, Brendan, could you express your insight why people may want to consider improving their community? I know you've been saying this, but kind of wrapping things up, any other habits and I'm going to put all the, all your, every, all your, Always, people can connect with you and go to this. The, your YouTube channel will be in the notes, so everyone listening can see that. But anything else you want to add? And you know, I think you did a great job already. But like anything you would like to share? Yeah, absolutely. I think a good way of thinking about communication 
Robert, it's an amplifier. It's an amplifier of what your goals and dreams are. If your goal is to is to run a sermon, well, if you amplify that, communication allows you to speak to forty thousand people instead of three people. Yeah, four thousand people instead of forty. That's one. But it's also an amplifier with your relationships. You know, if your relationships aren't that great around you, you can use communication to lead those relationships, to lead the communication so that you and the friends that you have are a lot more tighter so you can have a better life with those people. So yeah, my advice is always the same. Understand that regardless of what your dreams and goals are, communication will help accelerate those goals for you to achieve what you want out of life. So I encourage you all to start practicing it because trust me, it'll be the best investment you'll ever make. And lastly, Brendan, as we wrap up, any last thoughts you want to express to those listening today? Any, any short little tidbits? Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to give a book recommendation, some life advice. Mm-hmm. So book recommendation I always like to throw out there is Scott Harrison's Thirst. I think Thirst is one of the most underrated books on public speaking communication tells a story about a faith-based man named Scott Harrison who used to be a nightclub promoter and became philanthropist, raised hundreds of millions of dollars for charity. He's a very smart guy. I really like the way that he breaks down messaging and storytelling. I highly recommend the read. I think it's a great one for anyone out there. And for life advice, I think what I would say is uh, it's a bit odd of advice, but I think it'll help a lot of people. It's be insane or be the same. Mm-hmm. If you want to be like everyone else, that's totally fine. But if you want to do something great with your life, Mm-hmm. You need to learn that most people who do great things are tad odd. Mm-hmm. Don't you find it odd that I started a YouTube channel on public speaking communication? And then I had to coach senior level executives when I was 23. But I also still live in my mother's basement. I'm literally talking to you on a mattress. Mm-hmm. So why does that make any sense? It makes sense because if every decision in your life mm-hmm. matters to the only person it should matter to, which is mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you'll always be successful. So be mm-hmm. insane or be the same. I really like that. You know, um, I just want to tell those who are listening, all these, all everything he's sharing will be in the notes and you can find that when it comes to um, communications, I just say one thing. Um, you could be brilliant. Uh, I think uh, there's one. Um, I'm just going to say it because this conversation went this way and I, I really like that it went this way. It's just, it, it's from, um, Dale Goldman, I, I, I can't put it up, it's it's too long, but it says, if your emotional abilities aren't in hand, if you don't have self-awareness, if you're not able to manage your distressing emotions, if you can't have empathy, cannot have empathy or have effective relationships, then no matter how smart you are, you're not going to get very far. And part of that is communications. Thank you, Brendan, again for joining us. Um, and I also want to tell those who are listening, um, remember that to stay updated with all things Revive Ministries through uh, all the various platforms, ReviveMinistriesFL.com is our website. This is goodbye from Revive Ministries Podcast, leaving you with the last quote. And I think it's a funny one, but I like it. It says, a life spent making mistakes is not only more honorable, but more useful than a life spent doing nothing. George Bernard Shaw.
Ravad Mirishis wants to say that despite the challenging times we live in today, we're extremely grateful for all the inspiring stories of hope shared last year. Ravad Ministry has ambitious goals for the future. We plan to have a more structured monthly theme and engaging topics that we, ex- we are extremely excited about. 92 episodes in, in just over a year, and more already scheduled to be uploaded, your help would be much appreciated. Look at the details of the episode to find out more. And as always, stay safe and thank you for listening.